It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Welcome to The State of Us. Real people with honest opinions and the future of responsible media. Here's your host, Justin T. Weller. Thank you all for tuning in. We're doing a follow-up. Town split on bullying after school shooting the Wednesday, May 30th edition of the Wall Street Journal. So we talked about on Thursday, Lance and I did, just kind of gave him the opportunity to share his thoughts as a former educator, uh, you know, what exactly he has seen over the years and how that, in his mind, uh, conjures up the real issue surrounding school violence, school shootings, etc. cetera. Uh, but before we get to that, uh, we have an update on Puerto Rico. So we've got all of that. And of course, no show would be complete without. Your friendly redneck liberal, Lance, Lance Jackson. Jackson. Morning. How are you doing this morning? I'm wired today. Yeah. He's awake. Full of bear. Yeah. Ready to go. How come you get that really nice lady talking, introducing you, and I get the guy in the echo chamber? Well, that's because you said that you liked <clears throat> Sheldon the one time you heard him. Oh, okay. Yeah. When okay. I played you all the jingles that we had done, mm-hmm. you're like, I like Sheldon. He's got that deep <clears throat> voice. I see. Well, I just wondered, because I, I was really in tune to, to your introduction today for some reason. I thought, wow, that really sounds nice. Yeah? So, yeah, I don't know. Oh, good. I'm I glad thought, you like yeah, it. that was... Uh, before she I don't is know, nice. I, I don't know where I am, but that's like for the first time in a month. It's like, huh, that's a really sweet sounding voice. And I get, raw, raw, raw. I order some, you want fries with that? But that's okay. <laughs> You're a friendly, redneck <clears throat> liberal. Yeah, it's all right. I'll, yeah. I'll live with it. Okay. Researchers found uh, that there were 4,645 excess deaths during the during September 20th, 2017 through December 31st, 2017. Uh, and that that was a 62% increase. Researchers said the figure would be as high, could be as high as 5,740 excess deaths when adjusted for bias. This was conducted by Harvard T.H. Chan School of Public Health and other institutions, which surveyed nearly 3,300 randomly chosen households across the island and asked about fatalities. Among the main responses cited by respondents for the deaths were issues regarding access to medical care. So this is a follow-up on our commitment to covering Puerto mm-hmm. Rico. For those of you that don't remember, the official figure of 64 deaths uh, appears to be a severe undercount. Yep. Even if this number is off, even if it's off by a lot, 64 is still pretty low. Yeah. Pretty low. And... um We've debated, and I actually, you know, usually when we do the show itself, we don't know what the title is going to be yet, but I told Lance before the show, I I was tempted to title it uh, 4,600 Americans Dead. I think we somehow forget that these are American citizens. I don't know how many times I've had to say that. I wish I could quit saying it, but I'll keep saying it until we take care of them the way that we ought to be caring for well them. it's out of sight out of mind yeah you know the, the i mean I, you know the news media obviously hasn't covered this hasn't kept the cameras down there um it wasn't important and the average american is going to go on about their daily life and just watch the highlights of the news and so if the news doesn't cover it then people really don't know that it's going on it's it's not necessarily their fault. I mean, it is, they, they should stay aware, but when you get into the, your daily grind, if it's not a story that's being covered and you're not made aware of it, then most people don't know that it's happening. So if 4,600 people died in New York, I don't think it would have gotten a oh, side I, column. I agree. And no picture. But do you, do you, <laughs> do you agree that they've just decided not to cover it? I mean, they, right. if it was the, in well, New York, yeah. Yeah. where there are 20 million people, 
and it's the major news center, one of the major news centers in the world, then it would be covered because it would be a story. And unfortunately, 4,000 deaths in an island country off the coast of the United States is not a story, even if they are citizens of the United States. To the news media, yeah. to the regular news media, that's not a story. I don't sure, agree with sure it. Sure ought to be. I mean, we don't agree with it, yeah. but I'm just stating the facts. That they're, yeah. they're not covering it. Do you it, think that that's the so reason, So most right? people don't know why it's go- what's going on. They're not covering mm. it because they don't think that it will get them more viewers. Right. Okay. I don't know. I feel like, though, I mean, it's not wrong if we made the title 4,600 Americans Dead. No. That's not wrong, right. you know? I mean, if you, I... You could even put it... It's a little hyperbole. I yeah. mean, you could also put in there, you know, due to weather-related or, or whatever, or, you know, due to hurricane or... And, and then maybe that's a little fair coverage of it. But... Um, no, I'm not saying it shouldn't be covered. I'm not saying that it's that it's not a horrible situation. It is. But then the question becomes, why isn't it a part of national discussion? It should be. Maybe but it, it's not. So but, but that's my point is why isn't it a point of national discussion? And I just gave a reason right. why I think it's not. I obviously agree with you that it should be. It's it's atrocious what's gone on down there. But again, and you can you can get into it. Is it? Is it? I'm not saying it is. Is it? You know, racially motivated. Is it? Do you think that it is? That, do I? Yeah, I most definitely do. Okay, but that's a whole other show or series about racism in America. See, I think I think maybe there is a a racial component, but the biggest thing in my mind is there's no consequence for not paying attention to them because they're not represented anyway. There's no, they don't have someone, you know, who's an elected official who's going to feel the pressure to get what they deserve because they are taxed without representation, which supposedly is unconstitutional. uh, And yet we do it anyway with our territories and the district of Columbia. Um, But I mean, to my mind, that's bam. The thing that comes to mind. I mean, I, I don't know if it was Puerto Rico or, you know, if North Dakota all of a sudden wasn't a state and became an unrepresented territory or, excuse me, a territory without a vote, you know, because Puerto Rico, again, they're, you know, quote unquote represented, except their representative doesn't actually have any real authority to do anything. Um, but, you know, it's neither here nor there, I guess. Uh, the point is that because, in my mind, because they don't have someone that those voters can say, you know, we're going to take you out of office if you don't do something about this. They don't have an advocate on their team who has any leverage because they're not part. I mean, their governor can do all he wants. And at the end of the day, Congress can just say, what are you going to do to us? I mean, you can't do anything. Do you think it's also part of that they're not attached to the continental United States? Because I, I feel like what's going on in the big island of Hawaii yeah, with the volcanoes mm-hmm. has totally been undercovered. Yeah. I mean, I just don't, there's not, there aren't daily reports. There aren't, there, it's not breaking news. You know, I mean, the last I saw a week ago and maybe, right. I mean, and I'm not saying that I'm delving into it and trying to find it, but when I watch my 30 minute, 30 to 90 minutes of news coverage every day, I'm not, seeing it and you've got lava flowing and you've got roads cracked open and you've got, and it's like, okay, that's a why it's a state it's represented, it's paying taxes. So why, why isn't that covered? I'm not, I'm not saying there's a 4,000 death toll, right? but it, it's a huge event that I would think would interest people yet. We're not seeing a lot. I mean, I don't think there's a lot of national. I mean, I turn on the, I turn on, I flip to the morning news shows and I'm looking at, you know, Donald Trump pardon people, North Korea of this and that and the other. And, um, you know, all these stock market Maybe. not doing well. Um, and, and, I, and I, but where's the update yeah. on what's going on in Hawaii? Are they, has the lava stopped flowing? Are people starting to rebuild? Where's the government intervention? How much, mo- how much federal aid has gone 
and that's a state and being yeah. you know so is it not is it not racist is it because that they're not one of the large metropolitan areas right is I, it representation is it racism or is I'm it the sure fact it's, that it's yeah what is it i'm sure it's a combination i guess because as far I, as news coverage goes if the, an earthquake happened in california and lava you know and, yeah. and stuff started spewing out of the ground it would be covered sure and it would be covered for weeks mm -hmm. and you would have to go hunt to find coverage the i guess the difference in in my thought line is is i've talked about before i don't think that the weather or natural events deserve ongoing continuous coverage Unless, and, the, and this is where Puerto Rico is different, there is a institutional failure, which there, I mean, in my mind, it's undisputed that the government is failing its people to provide the proper aid necessary to recover this area. That is where the, the story is, you know. So if the government, so the government must be doing their job in Hawaii because we're not hearing anything. I mean, with mm -hmm. that... If I'm following right. your your well, the government's not it. doing its job in Puerto Rico, and we're not hearing anything. So I I wish I could, I wish I felt like I was confident in that, but I don't. I mean, maybe okay. maybe they I'm are. I'm just trying to understand up, what you were saying. You know, you know basically the reason we don't you cover it, it is because the government's messing up. So right. we're not hearing about Hawaii because the question of would this many people have died if we had done a better job of getting power back and access to medical facilities and roads sooner. No, I no, mean, but we're not covering either. One, but like you died. said, we're not covering either one, right? And and I don't know if they're for the same reason. Maybe they are. We being the media, you yeah, know, yeah, is, right. It's not yeah, covering. Not true yet. I mean, obviously, we're talking about Puerto Rico. I don't know. That's an interesting. Well, we haven't topic. talked about Hawaii at all. And then you get into, you know, I mean, obviously, the population of Alaska is light, but they get hit by storms all the time. I mean, when we look at that map, you know, they've got a number of uh, mm -hmm. bad storms that they get hit by, and it's like- But it doesn't cause a lot of damage because there aren't a lot of people living there. Right. So it's not That's the other part of your story about. is we have all these people in buildings in Florida trying to live in, you know- A people, lot of money. People don't move to Alaska. Yeah. For, not usually. <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's not the this seems destination like a place you could choice. seems like a place you could live. Me? Get, you, get yourself a cabin. I don't, I don't know all. if they let even redneck liberals in yeah. Alaska. Okay. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a pretty conservative state. Well, when your nearest neighbor's, you know, 10 miles away, I don't, I don't know if there's a big concern as long as you don't knock on their door very often. So, I mean, they're big anti-government up there. Yeah. Except when they take the oil money. Well, <laughs> hey, everybody's against the machine until they need the machine. So... Uh, but so moving on to the next thing, I guess, let us know your guys' thoughts on Puerto Rico. It's, uh, you're right. It's sad. Really? I mean, yeah. this is, and, and the thing is, it's not, it's not just sad. It's, and it was something that could have been right. Taken care of. Yeah. I Without, mean, would people have died? Sure. But there didn't have to be this many people die. Not even close, right. you know? And it is, if nothing else, just a total lack of, accountability of the media holding the government accountable as it should. Well, think of the the hits that President Bush took with Hurricane oh, yeah. Katrina in New Orleans. And I don't think the numbers were anywhere as near yeah. as, Not even close. as what has happened in Puerto Rico. Right. Well, that's what I was saying to you before the show is the last time that 2,000 Americans were killed, we went to war. Yeah. And obviously this isn't a terrorist attack. But my point is... We were so outraged by that many deaths of our fellow citizens, innocent civilians, that we went to war. And most people don't even know that there's a problem in Puerto Rico still. Most people don't realize that Puerto Ricans are American citizens. That's, I mean, so I don't know what Bottom else there is to say. It's just, yep. yeah, we're trying to do what we can. Uh, and, and you guys can certainly contact your congressman and demand that they represent the people of Puerto Rico who ought to be represented themselves. But uh, you can do that in the comments section. And before we continue and do our follow-up on bullying from the other day, Lance, I think, is going to tell us a little bit about uh, why we're here and what we're doing. Oh, <clears throat> well, there's nothing more important for us at True Chat than upholding our mission. 
So here it is. True chat will be the mortal enemy of speculation, innuendo, and stagnation. We will champion informed opinions and fresh ideas. True chat will prove that media can be trusted, relied on, and responsible. We won't join the media elite because we're setting a new standard, a higher standard, the true chat standard. Also, if you have any ethical concerns with today's episode, please email ethics at truechat.org. Again, that's ethics at T-R-U-E-C-H-A-T dot org, all lowercase. Uh, can I give you just a, just a little dab of homework? Oh, of course. I, you know, <laughs> I love homework. I never did homework as a student, but I'll, I, I'll try to do my homework now that I'm employed. You and me both. Um, mm. I want you to take a stab at uh, writing kind of your own little rendition of the mission statement. You don't even have to base it on what's there. I just want you to write your own little, if you were going to say, Oh, it's easier to write it the off mission of this of True Chat. Yeah. Okay. If you were going to write your own, no, you got to be creative. You can't Man. be critical. You got to be creative. That's no fun. I know being critical is easy. Yeah. <laughs> being creative is tough. I know that. <laughs> Uh, so okay okay i'll work on that um i'll work on my i'll do i'll work on my homework assignment okay it can be you know two words or it could be 20 you know doesn't have a due date either right because there's no you can't fail (laughs) how about next week sometime (laughs) if it's one of those sure and if it's not then what so what's the punishment (laughs) you fail oh okay (laughs) you get an f all right (laughs) it's a pass or that's not what it is in the public school system Uh, well I have until the end of the quarter to do it. Yeah, well, you can reassess. Oh, okay. Uh, You can take it five times until you you pass. (laughs) All right, anyway, uh, we're following up on the the, uh, bullying and the real motivation behind school shootings that we talked about on Thursday. There was this article uh, that I ran across in the Wall Street Journal on the Wednesday, May 30th edition entitled Town Split on Bullying After School Shooting. Now, Lance had actually originally run across this uh, and somewhat discounted it because he kind of felt like some of the statistics were weak. So we'll give him the opportunity to speak a little bit about that um, and I'll explain why I think it's actually, why it's relevant to share them, not necessarily whether or not they're uh, good stats or not, uh, stats that you should use to base arguments off of. So this is from Santa Fe, Texas. Um, the 17-year-old student uh, who committed the mass shooting has sparked a very divisive debate about bullying and whether or not it is the cause of the school shooting. So a number of students were asked about, you know, is he, uh, was he picked on? Was he bullied? And pretty much the answers were not not to an excess, you know, nothing that most kids don't go through, nothing that's out of the ordinary. Now, whether or not that's accurate, it's very hard to say because, again, we're these are just asking people for their opinion, and kids usually aren't quick to self-incriminate, uh, aside from they don't want to be seen as narcs. So are you going to tell a national newspaper that, you know, he was being picked on by XYZ? Probably not. Uh, but all of that notwithstanding – their consensus was, no, nothing crazy. You know, I mean, it's not like he was being tied down and beat or pushed into lockers or anything like that. Uh, An analysis by the Wall Street Journal found that 17 of the 33 school shooting cases since 1990 that resulted in at least three victims dead or injured, the accused shooter had a history of being bullied, according to court documents and news reports. 33 or 17 of the 33 school shootings since 1990 that resulted in at least three or more dead at Santa Fe high school. The local school district reported zero bullying incidents in four reporting cycles from 2009 to 2016. According to a journal analysis of E of us education department data. And it's not alone. Santa Fe is not alone in reporting no bullying in the 2015, 16 school year. Uh, Roughly 72% of the 24,250 public schools also reported no bullying incidents. And in understanding what they should or should not be reporting, the federal government's definition of bullying includes actions such as, but not necessarily limited to, making threats, spreading rumors, attacking someone physically or verbally, and purposely excluding someone from a group. 
And the education department requires school districts to report all this information on a biannual um, basis to ensure compliance with civil rights laws. Experts said it is unlikely that any high school wouldn't have a single bullying incident over a seven-year span, but some schools track only the most serious cases while others may intervene early in a case and not report every incident out of fear of federal or state intervention. Um, so there's, there's some different stuff going on here. I mean, one, we could talk about the validity of what schools are reporting. And Lance, you want to give us your, uh, 15 second synopsis of why that number isn't really very accurate or why people couldn't base it off of that. Well, first of all, I just want to make sure everybody understands bullying exists. I, I'm not claiming that it doesn't exist, that it doesn't happen. I think it's almost almost impossible to stop. I mean, I just think to some degrees, to some levels. Obviously, there are cases where it's really bad and and people need to step in. But I think many times, the re, again, it says they didn't report it. Well, you can't report what's not reported. If students are fearful, all right, that, that's a bad. You need to change that atmosphere, you know, so that kids feel comfortable to report. Um, other times I've, I know that, you know, I didn't know that I was ever, I was never mandated by my administration to report accounts of bullying. If I saw it, I dealt with it on an individual basis, which I did probably almost weekly, you know, if not daily, uh, in the high school setting where I worked for 30 years. And I wouldn't say that it was necessarily a mean school. That's what I'm saying. Bullying in the definition of the U S government takes place probably on a daily basis, if not at least a weekly basis in every school setting in America. So I think a lot of these get taken care of by the teachers just heading them off before they become a horrible situation. So in, in, in so, your experience, so, were, so you I, required, I mean, were you required to report? Not that I, I never... You were never told I that ever you needed remember to being told in a meeting, being given an email or a piece of paper or anything that said, if you please see bullying, report, report all incidents of bullying to the office so that we can chart it and keep track. Do you think that's a failure of the institution of education administration? If it's been, if it's been required, I didn't know that it was required. Well, even if it's as not part of a federal report, do you think the administration should try to keep track and ask teachers to tell them when they see these things? That's a good question because I can do that if I think it's bad enough. But where does my professional judgment come in, and that I've taken care of it, and I don't think it's a situation now? If you want me to shoot you off an email or in the old days before we had that, if you want me to walk down to the office right. and check in with you and let you know and tell you, hey, just so you know, this occurred, but I took care of it. I think everything's okay. I, I don't see a problem with that, but what, I never had anybody ask me to do that. I mean, I just right. I just took care of it. Yeah, I like guess I what said, I'm, I'm pretty much on a daily basis. I mean, yeah. let's just face it. Kids walked into my classroom, which was an outdoor classroom, you know, it was a, a trailer yeah. and somebody always shoved somebody going in or out of the door, mm -hmm. which by definition, that's bullying. You know, I say, Hey, we don't do that now. Stop pushing each other. That's not right. You, you shouldn't do that. Or somebody womp somebody on top of the head, you know, and they say, well, we're just playing around. Okay. It doesn't matter if you're playing around. You don't do that to another human being. I mean, right. that was almost a daily occurrence. Okay, so am I going to stop and keep a tally sheet and report all of that to the – I mean, if that's what they want done. Before we continue on that, because I have a couple questions about that, just some thoughts. Um, back to the initial question of the, specifically the, the reporting of this. You had shared with me before the show some thoughts about what people should take away when we hear the stat that 72% – in the 2015-16 school year, 72% of public schools reported no bullying incidents. I think it's easy for most people to say, or to jump to then, well, bullying must not really be a big problem. No, that's not the case at all. I mean, that's kind and of why, why I, is that? Why I preface my in, answer. In a short... 
Well, I, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe I just went too long in saying it, but I thought that's what I was kind of talking about here is it occurs. I, I don't know that you need a report or a study. And like I said, either A, students aren't reporting it. I mean, if it's happening in a cubbyhole or in the lunchroom or somewhere where there's not expedient teacher coverage mm-hmm. um, or teachers are handling it themselves um, and then not reporting it or yes, there could be cover-ups. I mean, if you want to get, you know, the, uh, I don't want it to make my school look bad. So I'm not going to, I'm going to deal with it as an administrator, or, you know, as a guidance counselor right. um, or as a teacher and, and, and not report it. Yeah. Right. And shuffle it under the rug. Um, I honestly don't think that that really ever happened. Um, or it's the honest where, mistake where of I was feeling like it was dealt with. Yeah. And it be not necessary to report it. And then the student didn't come back. And again, right. I can only deal with what I see or what somebody tells me about. And so, you know, and obviously you have to set, you have to set the tone in your building. The administration has to set the tone in the building. Or to me, the teacher has to set the tone in their classroom that that kind of behavior is not going to be accepted or allowed. Right. Okay. So I'm, but I know that doesn't happen everywhere. And I know that bullying, I mean, I just, I don't have a case of it, but I I know bullying happened in my classroom that I didn't take care of because I didn't see it. Because if you give me 150 students a day and I'm supposed to be teaching them material and at some point my back is turned to the classroom or whatever, I I didn't see everything that happened. Well, it's just not feasible for one person to be able to accurately monitor every student they have and catch every time that bullying occurs in front of them. But I can tell you that anything that was, that I saw or that was brought to my attention, right. I dealt with to the satisfaction of the individual involved. And if they weren't satisfied, then there were times when I went to the guidance office and said to the guidance counselor, I think you need to talk to such and so because they're really scared or they're really right. Uh, there's upset a bigger, there's a bigger issue about this issue. I've talked to them about it. And mm-hmm. and that happened on numerous occasions. I mean, I happen to be a, a person I think that and you can attest to this or or deny it, that many students felt comfortable talking to. Mm-hmm. So I, I I heard a lot of things, not that other teachers didn't, but I just happened to in your experience, kids you thought were, they could trust right. me, and so they would tell me things. And I dealt with a lot of them, and and they were satisfied when they left my room, so I didn't report them. But on numerous occasions in a thirty year career, there were things that I dealt with that I then went to the guidance counselors and said, "Hey, I think you need to be aware of this." We're and only on one or two occasions did I go to the principal because I thought once I turned it over to guidance. I had done my due diligence. If guidance felt back, like they couldn't handle it, then they could move to the next. That's step part of their job description, you know. Not, sure. Not that I was passing the buck, but okay, I dealt with it. I think they right. may need more help. Basically, they need more time than I have to give them because I have a hundred. Why you have? I have one hundred and fifty other students that I need to see during the day, right. and I'm required to teach them. You're here to guide them, so I think this is something that yeah. is more up your ballpark. Not that I couldn't have done it. And not that I didn't do it on many occasions. Right. But, but I mean, that's their job. Right. They're there to do that so that the teachers don't have to try to do that alone. Right. You know, that when they, when there's want, more time or help like, needed. Oh, he just passed the buck. He didn't want to deal right. with it. No, they're, yeah. they, it was, that's I, why I had there dealt and, with it. And yeah. these people, you know. If they need more attention than you can give, the right thing to do is to hand them to somebody who has that time to give them. Right. I mean, that's just... That that is the way ideally it should work. So in a because we are very short on time, and not that I want to rush it, but you had a pretty concise answer before. Is there anything that schools, state government, and federal government can do to fix the problem? Do you believe it's possible for them to address the problem? The government can't do anything. Number one, I think this is a natural human evolution of how we learn to treat others as individuals. So I'm not sure there's a law, I think, but it goes along with what I said on Thursday when I said schools are are responsible for this because they're dropping the ball. Because as a school, you need, as I said before, you need to set a tone and you need to give students the tools 
to deal with this. And by setting the tone, you have to make it so that kids feel comfortable enough to report what's going on. And you also then have to have in place something to some kind of program or within each classroom to give the students tools to deal with it. I mean, I have, you know, whether it's peer mediation, um, whether it's, you know, an anonymous way to report bullying or whatever, you have to know, number one, that your student body knows that you don't want to, you don't want to put up with this stuff that you don't expect this kind of behavior. So local schools can set the tone but in the you classroom acknowledge, of... Sure, from the classroom, it goes from the classroom and the team to the school district. It shouldn't be from the top down. You have to do it in such a manner, but it has to be led by the administration that this is a concern and these are things that we want you to do. And, as, and then you have to tell the student body, you know, we are concerned. You do have to let us know. We can't solve a problem if we don't know the problem exists. And then you have to come down on people and say, you know what? We're not going to put up with this kind of behavior. And if it continues, there will be repercussions. And, you know, you document it and you get them help and mm-hmm. you do, you know, and all of those things. And so can schools do a better job? Of course. You know, can teachers do a better? Yes. Okay. To me, that's part of... We we talk about this all the time. It comes back to education. What's more important, teaching people to treat other human beings in a proper manner or who the 16th president of the United States was? And I'm not cracking on history because that's what I taught. Right. Okay. But I think we really are there. My, My whole contention is education. I was there to make the students better people. Prepare them. And I could do that. And I did that through the medium of teaching history. I, I, but my ultimate goal was I wanted them to become contributing members of society. As I always told them, if you're out working and you're not causing trouble, then I'm not paying taxes to take care of you. You're going to be able to pay taxes for me to take care of me in my old age. And everybody would laugh, but that's honestly what we're trying to do because if I don't do my job and, and, and they become a burden to society, we're all paying for that. And so that was my always my initial point in the forefront of my brain. I'm here to help these kids learn, number one, to like themselves because if they like themselves, then they'll treat others better. And if we treat others better, then we can accomplish a lot more in life. So the, let me, let me just give you my little bit here at the end. Um, Cause as you were talking, this spurred in my mind of, you know, you talking about how you would see things and you would deal with it. And there was no, rule or system in place that required or even suggested rather that you would report those incidents. It was just be a good teacher, handle it, you know, and and move on. And if it was bad enough, take it to guidance. And and from there, guidance has the ball. Um, I guess what came to mind was why, why would you not? Because it, I mean, you know, you see something, you deal with it and you think it's dealt with. And it happens after three periods a day in three different classes, and each teacher's done what they think they can do to deal with it, and yet they had no idea that it happened in Lance's class too, Mm -hmm. and it happened in Smith's class or whatever, you know. Right. Yeah. And that happens. Yeah, sure. Because I mean, it's just not you. You know, you talk to them and they don't tell you that it's happening um, from fear of you know your intervention causing them an issue not you specifically but just any teacher you know it's like oh well no i don't want the teacher involved they're gonna you know then i'll get picked on worse or what or whatever their thought Mm -hmm. is even if it's not valid you know that's they don't tell you the whole truth because they're afraid it's reality right reality um so what i envision is a very 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 simple because oftentimes schools and Looking and for government institutions media? in particular Listen on demand overcomplicate to politics, sports, and more what is needed. With the True Chat app a, or at a very simple, connected program, almost in something like an Excel spreadsheet, that if Lance sees an incident, whether he deals with it directly or not, he can go over to it and there's the entire roster of the school and he can document, you know, period two, Johnny pushed 
blank. I will tell you that, that, that our local elementary and middle school uh has that. Oh, really? And that way, because then what you could have is... Because they can get on and look, and by the afternoon, mm -hmm. they can see that Susie or Johnny have been bad the first five periods of the day. That they're having a bad day. That they're getting into it with every teacher. Now, the problem is the, the ball gets dropped if you don't have administrators who are going to do something with that. Right. Or if you don't, or if teachers get... You get lax. Well, and then, yeah. okay, what happens? And don't put it in. If and... nothing happens to the perpetrator of said incidents, yeah. then as, as the teacher, why do I take time? Because when I do that, that's 30 seconds or a minute that I could be meeting with another student to help them get their assignment done or yeah. to give them a study skill or to show them what they're There's a time their, issue, naturally. You know, but I will, I will tell you, because my wife teaches... Um, in the middle school they concept, have a system they have a system very similar to that to where now then they can go to administrators and show okay we're not picking on student a right they're getting in trouble in their first period class their second period class and third period class well and you have every multiple morning. independent teacher accounts of right. this issue or, or so it well, becomes a lot in less ambiguous yeah it's not just in the classroom i also saw right. it in the hallway and everything else and you know and sometimes they find out and, I, and and this is, and I'm going to, because we beat up on teachers in education, but they find out, oh, well, and I'll open the Pandora's box so you can have another, we can have another episode. Um, they adjust the student's medication. Mm-hmm. The student is having trouble, you know, while they're taking their medicine at night. So they're having trouble in the morning or they're taking it in the morning and it hasn't kicked in yet, what, whatever reason. And so they start to play with, with, with their uh, prescription drugs, which that's a different, is, yeah. But, <laughs> but my, but my point is because they see a trend, yeah, it causes them to then deal with it to take an action, and that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we can discuss whether or not you know adolescents should be on medication or right. not to control behavior, but at least when they see the trend, it's like, okay, now let's intervene. What can we do? Because I also know that throughout the school district where you graduated from, they now have weekly teacher meetings within small groups of teachers who basically have the same group of students. It's much easier in the elementary school because you have a meeting of all the fourth grade teachers. You have a meeting of all the fifth grade teachers. And then they can talk about the students. A lot harder in the high school concept because – you don't see right. well. It's a mess, and right? And it's nine through twelve, and not classes everybody are has, intermingled yeah, and all and that. everything else. But they still try it, you know, because well, well, the elementaries are doing it, so the high school has to do it. Yeah. But where you can talk about, yeah, student well, better behavior. than nothing. I mean, right? So it, I mean, there are. That's what I'm saying. There are programs out there. There are schools that are doing these kinds of things. Yeah, and I know you wanted to be quick about this, but I, I think so many times we bash on school systems. Mm-hmm. I think I'm, and I'm, I, I'm not saying that every school system is doing that, that but here locally, yeah. that is, those are things that are done to try to help alleviate right. some of the problems. And it's not, I mean, it's not successful. I mean, it is successful. Has it stopped all bullying? No. Well, but it's kind of like the guns thing that we've talked about. Right. I mean, if it, if it keeps one kid from committing one mass shooting, right. it was worth it. Right. If it makes one kid get an A instead of a C, I mean, it was worth it. And how and how do you know what you've helped? Yeah, you know that that's again, you don't know what you stopped. And and the and the schools and we've talked about this before too are sometimes too big on data because the only bad thing about this is while we could have a lot of data, you know, and I mean the computer system that I envision, you know, can even because it's all data points that you're entering, student A. Pushed oh, they do. There's B, a there's a program. You know, they, they actually and then it mm-hmm. and then it tells you know that way because that way you're not asking an administrator or something to have to siphon through the whole report and try to tally everything right, up. No. I mean it does it. And for teachers them. don't have to write things down, and you're not sending yeah. down paperwork. You just turn and sit at your computer, and, and it tells you all that. And right, you go to the form, and it's right there. You fill it in, and within a minute, and it goes to it goes immediately to the administrator's computer in the office. Yeah. And then all they have to do is just look and they can, and if they're diligent and have time in Mm -hmm. their day, they can see, oh, Johnny Smith has been in trouble every period. Right. I'm going to be, and they had a good administrator at my wife's school uh, for a couple of years who 
during the day would come and get Johnny Smith mm-hmm. and say, hey, you know what? Your name's popped up on my computer three times, and we're not even to lunch yet, dude. Yeah. What's, What's going, going on? on? Right. You know, and again, an intervention. Mm-hmm. And and he's, and he's like, oh, man, you know, my dad and I got into it this morning, and I came in with a chip on my shoulder, and, you know, the principal would say, well, you know, that's not really fair to take it out on everybody else at school. We understand if there's, you know, things we can help you with at home, that's great. But, you know, yeah, you're right. I probably shouldn't do that's the way the system is supposed to work. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it usually doesn't. So wouldn't it be wouldn't it be then reasonable to say? I mean, this obviously already exists at to some degree it's in our out system. There. Yeah, obviously, there's a program out there that companies have developed that is available to any school district. From a government perspective, couldn't the government be helpful by requiring a system? Not, doesn't have to be a particular system, but requiring a bullying tracking and management program. I guess. But again, the system is only as good as the people that are going to use it. Right. And some districts will take it really seriously and others may not at all. Mm -hmm. But by mandating it, you'll make sure that those who would take it seriously who aren't doing it. Is it unfunded? Is it another unfunded government mandate? Is it Schools funded? Are, is it funded at the local level right now? I mean, like, is there a not by the I government? I don't know. I'm asking. Not by the government. I mean, does the, the school district, district pays for it? Right. They, they pay for the program and and to obviously monitor and upkeep the program mm-hmm. and to require teachers to to enter the data. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's a cost involved. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you mandate it, I mean, there's the school system's full of unfunded government mandates now sure that are very very hard to fill yeah well i'd be fine negotiating away some of those and this is one of the i don't know how much the software costs and and that's and just speaking from the education side of it anytime something comes down from the government and they say you have to do this but we're not going to give you the funds to do it Mm -hmm. there's a brick wall that's thrown up here's what i'd do i mean you know if i'm just i can just wave my magic wand and make it happen um, in a realistic setting, I would, you know, if you're the education department, um, you say you must have a bullying management program. We, we have a software and you can use it for free. You know, we'll provide it for free. If you don't want our software, then it's on you to purchase and fund your own software, but we'll provide you that part of it for free. You know, and that way, at least it's a step in, we're not making you use what we think's right. Right. You know, and that way, if you don't like what we're suggesting, you can pay for your own alternative, but at least we're providing the opportunity. And that's wonderful. But again, it's only as good as Mm -hmm. the school uses it. And then that's back to the local level and the societal level of we have to take it seriously. Or the administration. Right. And that's not a government thing, as you said. I mean, that's just a society has got to accept it's a problem and they've got to, if their school district doesn't take it seriously, then they got to demand that they take it seriously. And if you collect the data and you don't ever act on it, then the data does you no good. Right. There's all of that. But it sounds like, right, I mean, at least at our local level, it is doing some good, you know. It can do Okay. Well, if you have the right people in charge. Okay. <laughs> so so maybe it's not doing any good right because now. Because the last few years, administration changed. But before that, you thought and, it was mm-hmm. useful. Mm-hmm. I mean, more useful than not having oh, Sure, it. because you had an administrator who took, who, it seriously. Who, who took it seriously. You know, whereas this year, there was a case where um, there were over 500 teacher write-ups logged in, Mm -hmm. zero student contact from the administration. Right. It's always a system that's fallible. So then everybody, the the kids were like, hey, we can do whatever we want. Yeah. See, I'd take, again, if I was building the program. The the system's there. Yeah. Right? And and, and things are being, I mean, emails are, 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 you know, messages are popping up on the principal screen. Hey, you have to take care of this. This is because it's in the program that after three write-ups, it, it automatically pops up. Right. So-and-so's been written up three times today. See, now I and have it was it, ignored by the administrators. I'd have dual accountability. What I'd do is make the system, 
you know, there's three accounts or whatever it is, whatever the number is, right? And it sends a message, notifies the principal. When that message to the principal goes out, I would have it simultaneously email all of the teachers that that student has and say, the principal's, the principal has been notified of this issue, you know, letting the teachers know the administration is supposed to be aware of it. So if you don't see it changing, you know that maybe you got to go talk to the administrator and say, you know, we know that you got notified and we've been notified. And that was done. And we want to know what's going on. And still nothing was done. And that's how it works. I mean, that's how the, the system does that right now, though. Yes. It notifies the teachers yes. too. Okay. Yes. But the bottom line is that if the administrators, mm-hmm. because people say, well, the teachers take care. If you, if as a teacher, you take any kind of disciplinary action and it's not backed by the administration, you can't do anything. Right. If the kids know they're going to go to the office and nothing's going to happen to them, your power as a classroom teacher has been totally undermined. Right. So then you escalate it to the next level of administration, Right. I mean, that would be the next step in the system. Yeah. I mean, if if your direct boss is failing you and not providing yeah. you the resources you need, then whether it's the computer system or the people in, under that and boss, in, and it in, should and escalate. In this, and in this case, mm-hmm. when it did, they were told, the building teachers were told, deal with it. It's not our problem. We're not going to step in and do anything. So And so then hypothetically, right, it should escalate to the next level above that. Well, the only level above that is the superintendent. Mm-hmm. If it goes to the princi- from the principal, the principal doesn't take care of it, it goes to the superintendent. Right. Well, I'm saying- And the superintendent responded it, and said, okay, so I don't want to hear any more from your building, just deal with so it. So the superintendent doesn't take care of it. It should get reported to the state, right? As then a violation well, of it doesn't civil work. rights. It doesn't work. That, the well, system, then we should fix The system that doesn't it, right? report it to that. Yeah. But I'm saying that could be something we could add. Is I mean, if, if there's yeah, a see, fundamental the, see, administrative all, 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 failure. All that anybody has to do is just hit a button and say, yeah, I dealt with it. Right. That's your problem with the computer. Is, well, that, is that I can hit the button to say that I dealt with it? Don't they need to, do they have to document how they dealt with it? Yes. Okay. And by the end of the year, they had, they had a situation where they had somebody getting a punishment for something they had done six months earlier. Mm-hmm. That's how far behind they were on. Obviously, with like the all systems, we got to wrap up. But obviously, like all systems, the, I'm there's just failures. telling you. All I'm telling you is a lot of what you want is there, mm-hmm. but it's not a foolproof system. No. What has to, it comes back to what I said on Thursday, and that is, it's on the parents and the the, the teachers and society to follow through on it. There's not a foolproof system. Well, the whole because of power accountable. That, exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. But there's not a law. There's enough law. There's enough technology already out there to deal with the problem. Yeah. It's just, are people going to do their job? And what you have happen is just like everywhere else, people are failing to, to do their due diligence with their job. Yep. Either because they're overloaded and too busy. You know, they've got so many other things to do. Um, they just miss it on because we're all human. And like I said, I didn't necessarily see every incident that went on. Well, and you can't. I you mean, know. but but I'm saying that's another reason. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's a lot or, of different. Or, or, or somebody, a, somebody doesn't want to deal with it because it's too much trouble or an issue or. You there's know, all kinds of stuff. There's all kinds of things. And that doesn't mean that there's not a system in place. Right. The system's only as good as the people that use it. I don't dispute that. As always, society, you out there listening, you have to hold your district accountable. Find out if they have a system. So I don't think we need anything if they new. Don't, we just need to make sure that people are doing it. Like right. like the good administrator who would yeah. walk the halls during the That's day. The, the people hold the... Who, who carried their phone with them. Mm-hmm. And when those updates came in, he would have his phone and he would go right to that student schedule and find out where they were and go deal with them right then. Yeah. I mean, kids were like, oh crap, that's a third time. Bam, bam, bam. I mean, before the student ever right. realized there was an issue, there was the well, administrators the dealing learn, with it. Right. That there's an immediate consequence to And, and the their building actions. ran as smoothly as it has ever run in 20 years. Mm-hmm. So it, it can And then work. it was as dysfunctional it's just, as it's ever been uh-huh. this year. On the flip because side. Because the administrator ignored all of those things and didn't deal with any of the students. Yep. 
So there are systems out there. Make sure your district has one. Uh, and if they don't, uh, make noise, you know, get them to have one. And, uh, you know, maybe take the system even a step further and you uh, look at how how the system could notify parents uh, if issues go undealt with, you know, hey, you ought to be you ought to be aware that your kid has been experiencing some issues on either end. You know, they've been, you know, flagged as uh, causing trouble for other students X number of times or on the other side, they've been you know, the recipient of multiple flagged incidents, you know, Um, because a big part of it too, I think is the communication thing. A lot of where we see these things fall apart is the, you know, the, the parent was unaware of what was going on or the school was unaware of what was going on or the teacher didn't know what was happening. Somebody in this trio, you know, administration, parent, uh, and the teacher themselves, someone was not properly in the loop. And they're like, oh my God, I didn't know, you know. And so, and that's not on the school or the parent directly. I think it's a, there are all different situations, but it's worth, it's worth us making sure that we take a look at this stuff because it is the kind of thing that's worth trying to make sure we're doing as good a job as we can. Uh, But it'll, you know, there's always that extent of things happening. So, Uh, Let us know your comments. Does your school have something like this? Is it better or worse? Are you in favor of of schools having this? Or is there maybe an alternative and better solution? We're we're definitely open to always hearing your thoughts. So let us know on the True Chat app or at truechat.org. You can do it either place where you can leave a comment. If you listen to podcasts on iTunes, Stitcher, or another podcast platform, please subscribe to our shows there. For the state of us on True Chat in Urbana, Ohio, I'm Justin T. Weller. And I'm Lance Jackson. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you next time on The State of Us. Be the change. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.